0: All right, let's open our Bible Second 2 Timothy chapter 2, if you will, please. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to pick it up where we uh, left off, but first a little bit of review that 2 Timothy chapter 2. If you look at verse 19, it says, Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are His. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. So we have this solid foundation that stands firm. No matter what happens, no matter what people do or say, despite false teaching, false... Uh, teachers, despite the kind of situation in the world which, which happens so often, despite these kinds of things, God's solid foundation stands firm. That's what we hold on to. That's what I hold on to. And nothing can shake it. The, the, the most important part of it, of course, is Jesus himself. Jesus is the rock. He's the chief cornerstone. We build our lives upon him. But he's also given to us the church. He's also given to us the fellowship. And this is part of the the foundation, the foundation of the truth. It's both so very, very important. I was talking to someone a little while back, and they said, You know, uh, I'm seeking after God, and things are sort of okay, but there's like something missing in my life. And this particular person... Uh, is not having any fellowship at all. There's no church involved. No church life involved. And my immediate thought was, oh, well, I know what's missing. We need to be a part of a body. We need to be part of a fellowship. And and, and kind of, this is part of what God has given. This is part of the way God has designed it for us to be solid, to be stable, to be strong. We can't do it on our own. So, so it says that he sealed this... Uh, Foundation, the solid foundation with these two statements. One, the Lord knows those who are His. His. His children, His sheep. Are you one of those? Those who have believed in His name, those who have received Him, He gave the right to become children of God. He seals us with a seal of ownership like they would take the seal and put it on things and put the, the... the impress of the name of the person sealing it, he seals us with his Holy Spirit that he's given to us. The Lord knows those who are his. But secondly, this foundation has in it that everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. And, and, you know, if we belong to him, if we are his, we need to act like it. We carry that name. We carry His name. We carry the name of Jesus. We were bought at a price. We became His at the cost of His Son, right? That that the Father gave His Son, that we might belong to Him, that we might be one of His children, one of His very own. So, what I want to talk about today, I want to. I want to ask if, if anyone is is anyone thirsty today. That makes me thirsty looking at that. I, I better have a drink here because kind of dry today. Is anybody thirsty for a cup of tea though? Does anybody like tea? You know, people have been asking me about this here. Uh, I do need some help though. Can I get someone to help me? Who's thirsty for some tea? Jess. Okay, come on up, Jess. Okay. uh, Now, we have, we have, uh, I have a cup for you here. Are you really thirsty? Can you just stand on this side for me? That'd be great. Okay. Uh, This is really fine china. I want you all to see fine china. Are you picking on the corral? Okay. Okay. so, uh, I'm going to get you some tea. Is, is that okay? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to pour this in for you. Okay. Are, 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 you, are you ready for that? That's how I serve it, yep. <laughs> oh, wait, someone drank it all. It's all gone. No. No? No, I'm not. You're not right. so thirsty anymore? She changed her mind. You, you were hoping to get it out of here, weren't you? Yeah. Okay. Let me give you here. This, there's really nothing in here. This is all just for fun, right? Yep. But you can pretend, right? Yep. So so if you're really, really thirsty, there's kind of some choices here. You know, that, that's disgusting, isn't it? Yes. Like, would you drink out of that? Yes. But you'd probably drink out of this. Yes. But you'd probably look in it first, though, and smell. Yes. See? Smell. I have hazelnut coffee, and I, I asked the grandkids, I said, smell it, they—they, because they, it smells like chocolate. Smell, smelled like chocolate. And they go, they won't drink it, though. They don't like the taste of it. So, okay, Jess, you can go. Thank- Let's give Jess a big hand because she was awesome here. She, she didn't even freak out. Did you notice that? She, she held her cup out when I brought the trash barrel over. Like, I was expecting someone to, like, you know, back away and, like, run into stuff. You know, of course, it's important what's inside, right? I mean, what's inside is very, very important. What could have been in that bucket or what could have been in this teapot? You know, it's very important, but still, huh? Right? Even though what's in it could be the very same, but still, which one would you want to drink from? Right? Still. Still. The containers and the vessels. Let's read... uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 20 and 21. In a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes and some for ignoble or honorable and dishonorable. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray that you would challenge us. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us by your word, impress it in our minds and our hearts what you'd want to say to us by your spirit today, in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. So, this is what we're looking at here today, and these are the questions. What kind of vessels or containers are we what kind do we want to be? And what he said in the passage here is about being useful, useful to the master. Look at verse 20 again. He says there in a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver but also wood clay. Some are for noble and some are for ignoble. There was all kinds of different uh, utensils, containers, vessels. And, and this word large house is really the word mega. In a very large house, in kind of like a very wealthy, well-stocked house, they would have all different kinds, right? All different kinds of vessels for all different kinds of uses. I wonder at your house what, uh, and don't pick on the corral, okay? What kind of fine china you bring out? Is this the kind of fine china you bring out? Or is it like this? Right? paper or plastic, no, china or styrofoam, it's not even paper, it's styrofoam, you can't, you know, you try to cut something on this and what happens, you cut right through it, it's just like, it's like garbage, right, I mean, I don't mind eating off them, but if I had a preference of a choice, I'd rather eat off a real plate, wouldn't you, but, we don't have enough people to wash all the dishes at the potlucks to do that, so we we don't. Now, the same kind of thing with a cup, You know, it's, to drink tea, this is proper, right Carol? But to drink tea out of this, that's not like even really drinking tea. Like, what is that? Like, how could you bring that out? And, and so what do you bring out when you have people over at your house? And I'm not fishing for uh, invitations or anything. But, uh, you know, we've got different kinds of silverware too, right? This is like the real... It's not really silver. Any of you have, have real silver at home? You don't have to admit it. This is really stainless steel, right? Stainless steel. It's really steel. But, you know, how about... How about these? These are like plastic. But, but the interesting thing about this, and I found this downstairs, this is really plastic, but it's fake. It's made to look like, you know, the real thing. They just spray a little paint on there, and you probably eat the paint when you eat off this thing, and it probably makes us all sick. But, you know, such is life. Now, if you would come to my house, if I would invite you, this is what we're going to use. Yeah, that's solid gold. That's what I eat off of. Right? <laughs> that's what I bring out for the guests. Now, the interesting thing when you read the Old Testament that that in the temple of the Old Testament there were solid gold vessels, right? And, and then there were others that were different kinds of metals and different kinds of materials. But the most important things were solid gold. And then you had the Ark of the Covenant, of course. And they, it, was, it was made of wood, but it was you know, had solid gold covering the whole thing. And then on top, the, the, the very top, the mercy seat was solid gold. Now, this passage that we're looking at today in uh, 2 Timothy... This passage says that we are vessels, right? You say, well, that's all kind of funny and interesting, you know, but I've, I've shown you some different kinds of contrasts here, but but the Bible here, he's talking about us being vessels, being containers, being instruments, articles. Whatever kind of word you want to use is, is fine. But but some of us, well. Let me say this, is that we are vessels, the Bible talks about it like this, but, but, but we have some kind of say in what kind of vessel that we are, what kind of container that we are. You say, does it say that? Well, that's what it says, right? In verse 21, it's saying that we have a choice in this matter. Look at verse 21 again. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument, a vessel for noble purposes, made Holy. Useful to the master prepared to do any good work. It's choices that we make, you see. So, so I believe that our own will is involved in this. What kind of vessel? He says that, that, that uh, those who cleanse themselves from the ladder, and he's kind of looking back, obviously, the ladder, he's talking about from what? From dishonor, from things that are ignoble, If you jump back to verse 19, he says, uh, you know, those who confess the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. So those that we would cleanse ourselves from something to make us more useful to him. I just want to use the word garbage just because I use this as an example, right? Cleanse ourselves from garbage. The uh, ESV uh, study Bible says this, that it includes doctrinal and moral error. Okay, because the Bible, and, and this particular book as well, he talks a lot about false teaching, but he also talks about false living. So, doctrinal and moral error to cleanse ourselves from these things. And that's a choice that you and I make, right? Now, let's, let's start here, of course. 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins, and purify us from all unrighteousness. When we blow it, right, we can always go. He's faithful, he's just, he's going to forgive us, and he's going to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now that's, we all need that, right? We all need that. You need that, I need that. Every one of us needs that. But, I think it goes beyond this in the verse that we're looking at here today. I think it goes beyond that into choices of how we live our lives, what we will do or what we will not do, where we will go or where we will not go, what we will watch, what we will not watch. See, we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. God's calling us to be different. And that He gives us that choice to make. We're not automatons. We're not robots. You know, we, we accept Christ and then immediately we turn into some kind of a robot. But we have choices of how we live our lives. This particular passage here, he's talking about the reason we make the right choices is so that we might be useful to the Master. Isn't that what it says? Did you follow that with me? Is that, am I on track here? Let me know. Boys, are you listening? Am I making any sense? To anybody? Yes. Okay. You want some tea? Okay. You don't know what container I'm going to give it to you out of, though. Choices, because we want to be useful to the master. That's like a choice that we make. Do I want to be useful to the master? So if I do, I will make choices about how I live. It's, it's very simple, but it's not so simple, is it? Because we're in a world that is you know, so corrupted. We're in a world that so, has so much pressure, so much you know, trying to shape us, trying to push us in, into its mold, make us go along with, with what it wants us to do, all around us, in every way, shape, or form. But he says here, if we will cleanse ourselves from these things, he will be made holy useful to the master, prepared to do any good work. Oops. The first one is to be made holy. To be made holy. Now, God makes us holy. I understand that. But this word holy means what? Anybody know what it means? It means set apart or separated. Same thing. To be set apart for God. Do you have a choice in that? Yeah, you do. I do. Do I want to be made holy? Do I want to be set apart for him? Do I want God to have that place in my life and in my heart? It's a choice. How about the second one there? He says to be useful to the master. Do I want to be useful to him? It's a choice. To be used, to be useful for service. Because we want to be used by God. I want God to to use me in this world and in this life. It's a choice we make. He, won't, he doesn't force us to do anything. Notice the, the next thing he says, to pre, be prepared to do any good work, to be ready to do any good work. That anything that God would want us to do. That's, a, that's an attitude as well, right? That God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. If you want me to uh, you know, get garbage, if you want me to clean out you know, the grease trap in the kitchen. Does anybody want to help me with that? Right way? It's, kind of it's kind of a stinky job. But if, if you want me to, you know, do anything, and not just at church, but wherever God might have you, uh, being willing to do whatever God might want you to do. Do you have a willingness to do whatever God wants you to do? Backing up the choices that we make and how we live our lives help us to be ready, prepared to do any good work. Do we really want that? You know, we we can't live like the world and expect God to use us. It just doesn't go together. It's like mixing oil and water. It doesn't work. Or you can shake it all up and you see the little drops inside all floating around and everything, but they don't mix. What's the technical term for that? Sol- not solvent. The, 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 the oil is not water soluble. Something like that. He doesn't force us. It's our choice. And the choices that we make in this life. David Guzik said this. There's a huge sense in which it is left up to us how we want to be used by God. A vessel of honor or dishonor. A gold vessel or a plastic garbage can? He says it's up to us how we want to be used by God. How? Again, by cleansing ourselves from the, the things that are dishonorable, from, from walking His way. I'm Not from that, to that, walking His way. The garbage that's all around us. Say we's talking about good works here, and I and I have to bring this up because people get so confused about this. But it, this is not to be saved, right? I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter two. Turn back uh, about three or four books, right? Ephesians chapter two. Turn back with me, will you, please? Because this is important. Ephesians chapter two. We we talk about this. We quote these verses. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8, starting in verse 8, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by what? Works. Excuse me. Not by works, so that no one can boast. Not by works, so that no one can boast. What Paul Paul's saying back in Timothy, don't turn back there yet, but he's talking about us doing being prepared to do any good work that God might have for us. But look at verse 10. We, we often don't quote verse 10, but he says, Therefore, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's pretty incredible if you ask me. The way I read it, it says that we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, things that He prepared in advance. In other words, this is part of what we were created for is to do these things. So for us to find fulfillment in life, to do what God created us to do. But again, back up a little bit to the choices that we make. Are we living? Are we making the right choices so that we will be useful to the Master, ready, made holy? for what he wants us to do. See, I believe that he has a plan. I believe that he has a plan for each one of us. He has a purpose for each one of us. And and and, and again, it's our choice. Do we want to be a part of it? Do you want to go with him on this thing? Are you open? Are you available? Are you willing to go with him on this thing? That's the question I want to ask today. There's a guy by the name of C.T. Studd, and he's, he looks like this. This is going back quite some time, but he's an Englishman, and, and this guy had a very promising career in cricket. Y'all know what cricket is, right? It's a weird kind of English sport. But he was like the Michael Jordan of cricket. He, like, he was, like, amazing. And he could have done, he could have... He been anything uh, in the world of cricket. He could have been the number one guy. Not only that, he was from a very, very wealthy family. Very wealthy family. and, and uh, So he had, he had it all. He had the talent. He had the, the riches, the, 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 the money. He had a life of comfort that he grew up with. But this guy, C.T. Studd, he became a believer in Jesus Christ. Now, back up a little bit in his story. His father heard D.L. Moody preach, and he became a believer. And he was so uh, he was so uh, concerned about his his sons. He had three sons, and he was so concerned about them. And he prayed with them, prayed for them. He he spoke directly with them that they needed to give their lives to Jesus Christ. Well, well. Somebody else also was a part of this. And all three of this man's sons became believers on the very same day, independent of each other. But C.T. C. Studd was one of them. But he, he went through a period of time uh, where, for about six years, he kind of, kind of walked away. He kind of backslid. He kind of got involved, in, and, he, and he got caught up in all the fame of this being a you know, famous cricket player. He kind of got so involved in all of that his faith was kind of on the back burner. but his brother George got very very sick and and when he was there with George he and he was it looked like he was going to die he was with George and and, and you know it, it kind of just struck him you know all the stuff that I have, all the fame, all the fortune, everything that I have, you know what is it compared to this this thing here now. This guy, his brother, is on the on the uh, you know verge of entering into eternity, and it, it had such a radical impact on him. He he said, you know what? I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do whatever God wants me to do. Miraculously, his brother uh, recovered and survived. But C.T. Studd went on and and. Uh, he, he served God. He was determined to follow God's heart for the world. He went to China for many years. He then went to India for many years, and they had times where their health was not good, him and his wife. And then he ended up going to Africa, and he was there for many, many years. He gave his heart. He gave his life to follow after God. Now, does that mean that, that you know, all of us have to go to, to Africa? No. But right here, right where we are, this is one of the things that C.T. Studd said that you will hopefully recognize. Only one life will soon be passed and only what's done for Christ will last. That's his most famous quote. One other quote I wanted to read to you as well is, is kind of striking. He says, If Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. So at the end of our lives, what is it going to be like? Well, you know, I had three boats. You know, I had, I had you know, uh, five cars. I had, you know, uh, half a million dollars in the bank. I had... You know, I have, I have, I have. Jesus, one of the things, Jesus says that a man's life doesn't consist in the things that he possesses. Life isn't in those things. Now, is it wrong to have those things? No, it's not. Absolutely not. If that's what God has given to us. But it's it's that those things don't have us. That we're willing. We're living in a way, such a way that we can be useful to God in this life. Because at the very end, when we stand before him, None of that's going to matter at all, really. None of it is going to matter. What's going to matter is have I been honestly and truly, sincerely following what God wanted to do and what he wanted to, how he wanted to use me in this world, this thing that was prepared in advance for us to do, for me to do, to find that plan that he's prepared in advance for me to do. I can't follow your plan. No, you can't follow mine. I, can, I have trouble following mine, so how could you possibly follow it? But God's got a plan. Are we willing? Are we willing? Have we made the choice to let Him do what He wants to do in our lives? Let's pray together, shall we? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. And, and it is challenging. That maybe we need to cleanse ourselves of certain things. Maybe we need to make some, some choices about about how we live our lives, that we might be able to be used by you and, and to find those, those uh, things, that plan, those purposes that you have for, for my life, for our lives. Father, I know by your Holy Spirit that, that you dwell in those who, have, who belong to you and that you are, you are always speaking, you're always working in us. And maybe there's something that you want each one of us to, to Some specific thing to to let go of, to get rid of, to cut the ties from. Maybe some place, maybe some habit, maybe some program. Whatever it might be, Lord, that we might be available and willing and prepared, made useful to you, to your service. Just be quiet for a minute, and, and maybe, maybe God is speaking to you, and he wants, you, he wants something from you. He's speaking to you about some area, some part of your life. Just talk to Him about it right now in your own heart. He wants, he wants you. Father, help us, Lord, to hear, to listen make those choices. God, I pray for also here this morning for any maybe that have never, ever received Jesus Christ as Lord, as Savior, and this is maybe this is like a, another step that we're we're not even talking about the things we've talked about this morning, but if that's you, you need to give your life to Jesus today to find that hope, to have that hope deep in your soul. And it's very simple. All you do is as you call out to him, you call upon his name and say, Jesus, save me. Jesus, come into my life. I believe in you that you died on the cross for my sin. You rose from the dead. I, I receive you into my heart and my life today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I mean, let's stand and sing together one very simple short song.